Thanks for tuning in to the Prime Nostalgia, the podcast dedicated to entertainment from childhood. That's 80s, 90s, the latest 2000s. Because Prime, you know it all, and Lee Boy be wow. And he's from all that. Dropping gems for you to find. So that's orange, that light is lying. Prime time is all the time. We talking about the classics, and there's so many. That's Lee Boy TV and P-R-I-M-E. Al. Hey, it's me, it's me, the L-E-E-B-O-Y-T-V. I'm here with my guy, Prime, the P-R-I-M-E. Say what's up to the people, Prime. What's up, y'all? It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. We got an extra special guest today, somebody I've known for a while, someone that you guys are going to get to know. If you don't know him already, he's already been around the world and doing things in entertainment for years. So you ought to know this guy, but if not, you're going to know this guy. That is Mr. Thomas Hobson, or I call him Tommy. Is it Tommy, Thomas? What, how do you, what are you doing nowadays? Listen, everyone, it's so confusing. I make life so hard for the people I work for because it's Thomas in the credits, but no mm. one calls me Thomas in life. But okay. my mom always said, your name is Thomas. Let the credits say Thomas. But no one calls me that, so... Yeah, I mean, it's always been Tommy to me, but you're right on IMDb, which we'll be we'll be going through tons of your credentials on that particular page. Uh, It is Thomas pretty much everywhere. So, uh, yeah, glad to have you, man. Thank you so much for being part of the Prime Nostalgia podcast. I'm excited to be here. Hey, 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 the Prime, should we just hop straight into it? Because this guy is actually a nostalgia legend when it comes to these TV appearances he has from the... is it the 90s? It starts in the 90s, right? We didn't go back to the 80s. No. It starts in like 89. Ooh, Lord. Yeah. Look, you didn't age yourself. God damn. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's fine. You said I look good for my age anyway, so it's all good. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it starts with 227. 227, uh, which is obviously, you know, up there in the Raptors as far as the wait, wait, nostalgic wait, TV wait, show. Wait, you didn't know this, Prime? We got to stop. What's up? Did you say 227 as if you just thought it was just in the 90s? 227 was like (laughs) probably over in 1990. Well, hey, man, you are the you're you're the expert around here. My bad. I was just being careful. I like to ask questions if I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's part of the it's part of the show, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm building it up, building it up. But uh, yeah, 227 from the 80s. Um, Is 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 that where you got your start? Is that the first appearance you had on television? That was my first TV guest spot. Uh, yeah, uh, my first job was a, a company. I don't even know if Church's Chicken even exists anymore, but it was Church's Chicken. Hosted uh, out there, the Honey Biscuits. That yeah, my, yeah <laughs> that, that, was, that was my very first like commercial I ever booked. Um, and uh, yeah, and then um, I think 227 came maybe like six months or so after that commercial. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. can't watch it because it's hard for me to watch six-year-old seven-year-old me <laughs> just 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 not being great uh, and, right i mean you know doing the best i could but it was my first time on tv and i was laughing at jokes before they happened and and I, it just you know I've, I've gotten much better i hope uh since then but no yeah yeah it's yeah, give yourself some credit yeah look yeah, it's I, funny because go ahead go ahead go ahead no, I was going to say, I just saw, I, uh, I don't know her at all, but I saw Regina King at a TV Academy party uh, right before the pandemic. And I was like, listen, you have no reason to remember this because I don't remember it. But <laughs> right. uh, my, my very first TV credit was 227. Uh, and she was like, you're right. I would not remember that, but that is awesome. And congratulations. And I was like, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's really cool to meet you. Uh, yeah, officially, officially. All the yeah. great things you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I was going to make the joke, you don't know nothing about Churchy's chicken, because you, like, hella swole right now. I know you don't be eating no, like, fatty chicken and biscuits the way I, I still get it in. So, you know, you're on your health kick. I know. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I am, my dad told me when I turned 30, my dad said, you know, on top of the actual gifts that my parents gave me for my birthday, my dad was like, here is my, like, life gift to you. He's like, you're 30 now. Things are about to slow down. Mm. Okay. He said, he said, you're going to wake up one day and you're going to have a little belly on you and you're going to be a little older and you're going to be like, what the hell happened? He said, so I'm just letting you know now because got to love him. I love my dad so much. He said, because, you know, you're a little vain. Um, (laughs) It's not not your fault. It's, you know, you're an actor is what you do for a living. You got to think about, you know, your body and all those things. He said, but just start working out now. Start making the habits now so that you can still have 
the bad foods when you want them, but you mm. already have, you know, so, and also now I do, I do teach, um, I was just taking spin classes at this place called sweat cycle here in LA. And like a year and a half, two years ago, they were like, people like you, would you ever want to teach? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm acting. I got this career. And they were like, we'll work around it when you can be here, be here when you can't, you know, don't. And my dad again was like, they want to pay you to stay in shape. And I was like, Oh, that's yeah. Hey, dad's a yeah, smart right. guy, man. <laughs> yeah, dad's a, dad's a smart guy. He's a good man to have on your team. One that I was personally jealous of, and um, this is you coming up. I think we had already maybe spent a little bit of time together, and we'll talk about AGC briefly later. Amazing Grace Conservatory, if you guys don't know, is where we got our start, at least uh, mm-hmm. together as far as some of our training. You was already in 227 probably before AGC, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you was already uh, on your way. But when you got to play Michael Jordan in that damn American Hero television show, look, <laughs> can we just start by saying you had no business being goddamn Michael Jordan? I had I had no business being Michael Jordan. I was so mad. I was so mad during the audition <laughs> process. I was so angry because I was a soccer player. My team was in like the playoffs. And for the first audition, I had a game that started almost at the same time. And so with the two hours almost of traffic to get back to Upland, I got there for the second half of the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, for a role I'm never going to get. Right. And then I got a call <laughs> and then I got, and then I got a call back and the same thing happened. And this time I made it back for like the last like 20 minutes of that game. And we lost that game. We were out of the playoffs. And I was like, if I'd been here the whole time, we would have won. I look nothing like him. I'm not good at basketball. <laughs> this is so dumb. And then my mom the next morning was like, you're never going to believe this. <laughs> you booked it. And I have a picture. It's, my, it's one of my favorite pictures from my whole career. It's all of the Michael Jordans lined up for a press shoot. Mm. Little Michael and then eight-year-old Michael and then teenage Michael and then adult Michael. One of these things is not like the others. I <laughs> stick out. <laughs> I stick out like a sore thumb. It is hysterical. Pick out light, which one's the light skin Mike? Like what pick him out? Look, that's him and right wh- there. And he went and he went from me, and not just me, who was like maybe five, five or five, six at that right, time. Right. To the adult who played him. Michael yeah. There's only like yeah. that. Michael oh. who who it was like seven or foot taller than me. That uh, is I just, the funniest transformation though. Because it's uh, like you, you got you, yeah. teenage, then he like he like. And, and it all happens in a montage. It's all in a montage. It's like I'm dribbling and shooting and scoring. Uh, and then they're oh, like, yeah, it's just a fade to black. And then cross fades, and then he's, he's there. going to college. Yeah, he's going to North Carolina. But uh, you definitely, definitely played an integral part in Mike's story. Uh, as far as not making the varsity team, which people hear about that legend all the time. So great to see you on screen portraying that part of Mike's life. Like I said, I was jealous. I was a big, you know, basketball fan um, and you got to play Jordan. Uh, And then, you know, some of our other friends got to be in Space Jam uh, from ABC. So it was like right off the back of me being, you know, mad about that. You know, it's always the ones you don't expect to get. Right. It's just like, oh, you got it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, I, I really wanted someone asked me the other day, they said, what's one role that got away from you that you were sad about? And I was like, you know, I can't really I, none really, because, you know, I was so clear that like what was for me was nope, thought of one hook. I had like mm-hmm. four auditions for hook and I was sitting in like the hallway with the final round of kids that they were choosing from and just got so close. And then I had like three friends that got it. And I was like, I'm really happy for you. But also, like, you know, 10-year-old me was like, but I don't, I have to hear your stories about how much fun it was. With Robin Williams and all, on top of it, yeah. And all, <laughs> yeah, and all I wanted to do was, and I still love that movie to this day, but. Is that, uh, were you yeah, going for Rufio? Like, no, I was going for um, a guy, this guy, I forgot his last name, but his name is Ahmad. Um, and he, his Ooh. role, and there were like two other roles, like. Pretty much any black kid who was in a hook, right, I probably right, right. read <laughs> for their role. I I remember I remember the casting office we did it in. I remember like everything about it because I wanted it that badly. So I get it. Yeah, I definitely have a few roles in my career, quote unquote career, that definitely got away from me. And I remember everything about the audition processes too. Like you never forget those moments. But uh, but you've had so much success. Um, you know, moving away from some of the nostalgic. Uh, television shows um 
let's get into can we get into fresh beat you, you ready Brian? let's get into fresh beat yes Uh-oh. what does that mean <laughs> so i'm gonna get i'm gonna shoot no, you you got any, just... you got any questions for fresh uh fresh beat Prime? first of all can you can you tell us when you first read about this role because I, it's like an energetic type of thing that mm. you gotta do so when you first read about this role what did you what did you think I, I'll, I'll tell you honestly um i was sitting um in a friend's apartment, we were reading backstage um, magazine because they used to have auditions on the back page. And at the time, the two people I was sitting with didn't have agents. And so they were like going through and like, oh, there's this breakdown for this Nickelodeon show. They're looking for an open call for singers and dancers who can act and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. And they were like, you should go. And I said, <laughs> no, I just graduated from Yale University. <laughs> like I'm going to, I've done Shakespeare. I'm a very serious actor. Uh, and the next day for the open calls, um, they called me and said, where the heck are you? Get your butt over here. And so I went and, um, at that point I just knew that he sang and danced. So I sang a song and left. And then two weeks later I got, uh, a packet full of information and sides for a callback, but I was in Hawaii. Um, and the casting director was like, what do you mean you're in Hawaii? I said, well, I, I had a trip planned to Hawaii. Wait, what I'll do you mean? In- what do I mean? I'm in Hawaii. Yeah, I, I was like, I'll Darn be back it. in three days. I'll be back in three days. And he said, okay, great. So the fourth day, that morning at 9 a.m., I had to be at the Nickelodeon studios where you used to film uh, uh, all that. Mm-hmm. I had to be there at nine o'clock in the morning to do like 10 pages of sides and sing for the EPs. And, um, that's when I really figured out who Shout was. I was like, oh, this is a lot of energy. He's got a lot of energy. Because the first episode, the pilot episode was local legs, where I spend 30 minutes not being able to stop my legs from moving. And I actually choreographed all of that for my audition and then for my screen test. And then we just filmed that in the show. Um, and I'll tell you, when we filmed the pilot, I was so tired at the end of every day. Um, <laughs> There were a couple of <laughs> nights when like, I just like, I mean, I legit just passed out and I would have to get in the bathtub and like soak my legs because my legs were dead. Um, but yeah. So I told people for the years I was on the Fresh Beat Band were probably like my least energetic years outside of work. Right. Because it took so much energy to, you know, because you, you can't be here for Nick Jr. You know, for that, that kind of energy. It has to be, you know, like, hey, like we're doing this thing and it's great. And that <laughs> is great. Yeah. That is when you, you know, after like 15 hours of that in a day, you're like, all right, man, I just, you know, I'm just cool. I just going, you know, I'm cool. I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I had no idea he would be that energetic. And I'm sure that my bosses would say that I did that to myself because I'm also very, um, I come from a very athletic family. They're all like basketball players and football players and things. Like and so like, I'm very, com- yeah, I'm very competitive. So I'm, I, if you give me a task, I'm going to do it at 150% because Amen. if you want me to jump over the couch like this, I'm going to clear it by a couple of feet because that's going to be even cooler. Wait, just wait for it, you know? So, yeah, that was Shout. Yeah, Shout. And then I know you, you guys hit the road. You guys went on a tour, right? And then We did. Oh, and uh, what, was, what was it like being on tour with the people that you were on the show with for so long? Uh, I got to tell you, that was actually one of my favorite things. Um, It was great because, you know, when you film a TV show, you film it in a bubble. And so you really, unless you have a studio audience, which the Fresh Bee Band did not. But like, so we couldn't, we didn't get feedback from the target audience. We knew people were watching it because the network kept ordering more. But I wasn't, I didn't know until we went on tour. I had no idea how special the thing we were doing was. You know, like we kind of thought, oh, we'll go on tour. Maybe someone will come, maybe not. And then the first tour, I think, sold out in about 30 minutes. And there were like 45 dates. Well, and they sold out. Here? I didn't know all that. I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, what? Are you kidding? So then we then they doubled the size of the tour. Um, and we started doing two shows in each place. And that sold out. So our first tour was, I mean, I think the New York Times called it Beatlemania for children. Wow. And, 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 and it was just a really humbling and overwhelming experience, exhausting. Um, you know, living on a tour bus is not easy. 
luckily, I really liked my castmates and we're still very close. So living with them wasn't difficult, but just like, I miss so many things, you know, like I told someone, my grandmother turned 80 and my whole family was in a restaurant and in LA and I was in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, talking to them on FaceTime, you know, um, but it was worth it for the things I got to, I got to experience and the people I got to meet. And I'm shockingly really good friends with a lot of the parents and kids that I met on tour. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the make a wish kids, a lot of, you know, the kids who were dealing with cancer or, you know, their parents were overseas fighting in a war or, you know, those really special stories. And I've kept in touch with a lot of them. And it's, it's really for me validated, uh, that experience and it's made the fresh band in my mind something really special because i think when i was in the middle of it i couldn't really appreciate it i was just sleepy you know and then uh now i'm like man it's a really special thing and it's nice that like now like you know 18 19 20 year olds will come up to me on the street and be like i used to watch you when i was a kid man and i'm like that's very cool i'm very that makes me happy i i love the nickelodeon family i've said to my bosses now it's like you know I left with a great feeling. I, you know, we were a TV show. We were a touring entity. We had top selling albums. We had merchandise. We had a cartoon, you know? So like when it was over, it didn't feel, I was sad to not see everyone, but I also felt like we really got to do it. You know, like we did everything. And, and, and so I left the network and was like, okay, let me build my resume with other things so people can know the full, you know, 360 degrees of me. And, you know, in the middle of a pandemic where I found myself really getting to stretch my wings and play some really different kinds of roles for myself, I booked the most unique role of all, which is the dad on a sitcom. And I was like, oh, I'm there already. I didn't even realize I'd <laughs> reach when the audition came in. I was like, I'm a dad, really? I just, I think this is a perfect time for us to just mention Amazing Grace Conservatory. I- before oh, you get yes. there. Oh, before, oh, okay, oh, Prime. Okay, okay before Prime. You mention, he's going to interrupt my whole transition. All right. <laughs> I'm going to just say this is an ongoing thing. It seems like he gets everybody from AGC just to talk about AGC. Oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, just so they can tell him, just so they can say how good he was on the show. I feel like I, I think I'm, getting, I'm catching on. I'm catching on. Oh, that's what yeah, you wanted I mean, to stop me to say. I was, I was fired at AGC. I ain't gonna lie, but Tommy, he was a little bit older than me. I definitely looked up to him. Everybody else, you know, I had beat out. So it's, it's always two things. It's either AGC so they can tell you how good you is, or is your you don't like Kyla Pratt because she took your award. It's one of the two. Hey, relax I'm, on I'm that. Man. It out. It's, Why it's one of the two. It's one of the two. <laughs> but no, I yeah, knew, yeah. I was gonna say I knew Tommy, and um, you know, I, I remember him most. From Little Shop of Horrors, he played Orange Cravello, DDS, um, which is the dentist, obviously, by DDS, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you didn't get that. Um, and you split that with my cousin, uh, Chris, too. But, uh, you know, you had the voice. You had the voice. I, you know, obviously, Chris knows that. So he ain't going to yeah. take no Oh, no, no, that. listen, that, that's my that's my buddy. We, you know, I've, I've known Chris since I was six years old uh, and he was eight. I met him on one of my first auditions. So we we're, we're good. Yeah, because, you know, I wasn't supposed to split that role with him. Mm. uh it was his role and then he was like oh crap prom is one of the nights and i want to go to prom and so they asked me if i would cover for him for one night and i said sure which was the second weekend of the show not the first weekend and then he booked uh, like a huge commercial or guest spot or something and was like oh i can't do opening anymore and so saturday the saturday of opening I, who had never run the show, they told mm. me Friday nights. I never even rehearsed it because I was going to rehearse the next week. I came in, I got one run through, and then we opened the show. And, yeah. and I was like, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe I did it. Um, and it, it was one of those great lessons, those many, many AGC lessons where I'm like, oh, this has happened to me in my adult life so many times. And I'm like, I've already been through this. No need right, to stress right. out. I got it. And that's why Prime, I always want to highlight it because, you know, Amazing Grace Conservatory under the tutelage of Wendy Raquel Robinson, also Tracy Lamar Coley, Denise Dows, and others. Yeah. Can't mention everybody, but, you know, those are the, some of the main players there. Definitely created a culture that was competitive and made it so good. 
made us so much better and ready for this industry. So I always like to give them a shout out when I can. And I'm sure they played a part in, you know, in your personal development and career. Obviously, we was driving all the way from Upland to go up there. It was important to us coming up. It was very important. Listen, my parents were like, oh, we got to get this kid around some black people because he's out here in Upland. That part too, yeah. (laughs) I I went in for a a dance call for something and it was freestyle time. And all my freestyle moves, we found out at that dance call were like two years old. And my mom was like, okay, well, we got to find a school that's not in the suburbs. That's boy's awesome. doing the cabbage patch in like 94 and it was definitely in the hood shout out to Crenshaw and Adams we was out there shout but, out uh, Crenshaw and Adams <laughs> prime prime I think that's a good spot for us to go to break unless you have anything before we take some time um and we usually like to ask our guests to recommend a song that they would like everyone to listen to whether it's Fresh Beat whether it's from Orange Gravello anything whatever you can think of um Give our audience and our listeners Ooh. something to check out. Okay. Um, you know what? Uh, those are actually very good suggestions. You should listen to um, You'll Be a Dentist from Little Shop of Horrors because it's just such a fun uh, song. Right now, my favorite song I'm obsessed with right now, this artist named Vincent, V-I-N-C-I-N-T. Uh, he has a song called Loving You 88. And uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty, that whole album is great, but that song is, is, is great. Dope, dope. So yeah, we'll we'll put that on and then make sure you guys come back because we're going to be talking about that girl. Lele, this is Bryce right here. He's playing a dad, y'all. It's crazy. We're getting old out here. At least I am. I ain't going to speak for Tommy because he still looks great. He looked better. Just as young as me. (laughs) But yeah, we'll be right back right here on Prime Nostalgia Podcast. I don't know when What we could have been But you look In my eyes Like you knew me And it's like You withheld something holy What a thing to discover In the arms of another I'm Lee Boy TV. This is P-R-I-M-E. And we got Tommy Hobson. Thomas Hobson, excuse me. We going by his accredited name, uh, just, Thomas Hobson. <laughs> I feel like Thomas Hobson is a name that you got to wear glasses and you got to say Thomas Hobson. Uh, Thomas yeah, that's, Hobson. That's for yeah, later yeah, that's on in life, it, right? When he's on like Silence of the Lambs on. part five and stuff. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. But uh, I mean, do, do you plan on doing any? I mean, in fact, before we get into that girl, Lele, I must say in between your your first stint on Nickelodeon and, and mm. where you are now, you've done a, a tons of what well, you had a, some TV appearances. In fact, you're on a couple shows. Um, you did Pause Roz, Live from Eighth Dimension, Sherman Showcase, where you, you were a dancer. But you also did a ton of short films, one mm. of which you actually have a credit with your sister, Tiana Hobson. Yeah. Uh, that was o- award winning. Um, so what was it like just keeping it fresh as far as the short films and getting some of those adult roles in, be- uh, in between now uh, leading to, you know, you being a dad? Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, it was uh, it was rough because when we finished the Fresh Bee Band, I was I was burned out. I was just like, man, I'm so tired. It was it was a wonderful like four or five years, but it was like a nonstop uh, grind. And, and my body was kind of broken down and my immune system was wrecked and I was just like oh my gosh I just want to do nothing for a while and actually I considered not forever but maybe for a while stepping away from acting uh I thought you know maybe producing would be fun I 
realized doing the Fresh Beat Band that I have, I've been doing this so long that my brain actually is a producer's brain. Right. That I would have thoughts and say things and they would already be in motion. They were like, oh no, we just said that. Yeah, you're so right. So um, yeah, so my sister and I produced a movie together and I just because wanted to have the experience. Uh, and it was everything I thought it would be. It was fun. It was exhilarating. It was awful. It was hard. It was terrifying. Um, I didn't know if we were going to finish it. I, you know, just all these things. And, and um, it gave me a deeper appreciation for like even negotiating contracts. I was like, no, yeah, I did a movie once. And the answer was no. Like I legit was like, I can't afford anything else. I've given all the money I have. I can't afford, you know. Um, so, yeah. And I think that the, the, the short films and, and the indie projects, all that stuff, what it did was it reinvigorated me. It gave me a space where I could try and fail, you know, that like if everyone around me, because everyone was so scared to let me do things. And I was like, well, then fine. I'll go over into this other space and I'll do all the things. And then I'll get the confidence that I can do all those things and I'll come back to you and we can say, and I said for the whole time between Fresh Free Band and Lele, my favorite thing was how many producers were like, I cannot believe that you are able to do this project. Mm. Like you, I'm looking at your resume. I'm thinking about you as a human, you as a talent. And I can't understand why you're available for my web series or my, I said, you know, the world's sleeping on me and until they wake up, this is what I'm going to do. And so during the pandemic, I filmed my biggest movie role ever, which a friend of mine, two friends of mine wrote the movie and they wrote it for me. And then the industry tried to take it away from me uh, to hire someone famous. And then it came back to me because it was meant to be mine. And I spent my last summer last year filming Ghost of the Ozarks um, with like Tim Blake Nelson and David Arquette and Phil Morris and all these great people. But my name was number one. And I was like, you have no idea the uphill climb to get to this space. And then to, at this point in the pandemic, transition from that serious, gritty piece of work into like this sitcom broad comedy and be a dad. It's everything I've ever wanted. When I left the Fresh Bee Band, when it all ended and they said, okay, we're all done. And I said, thank you so much. This has been great. I just wanted to create a world where everyone would see the full breadth of my talent. Uh, and, uh, you know, Lele is kind of the culmination of that, I think. Pretty much. This show, from what I understand, from what, from what is the promos and everything, I'm going to give a quick synopsis. But before I do all that, this show has magic in it. That's correct. It does have magic in it, yes. It has magic in it. So, can you tell the listeners, is that how that's explained in the show? For Because, you, you know, okay. little kids yeah. and magic, can, can you just... You don't have to give everything. Well, no, I, I won't give out. too much away, but I'll say it's very like in the spirit of like, like Sabrina, the teenage witch or um, the original, not, not the current Netflix one. Let me be clear about that. The TGIF Sabrina, the teenage <laughs> witch, um, even like uh, uh, small wonder, which was a show in the eighties, early nineties, where like Vicky, the robot, uh, and then out of this world where there was a girl who could actually, she put her fingers together like this and she could freeze time. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's very much so like in the spirit of that. So th the basic premise is my daughter um, has, you know, she's she's kind of a wallflower, very shy, socially reserved, not the most confident person when you meet her. But she has this positive affirmation app and the app like gasses her up and gets her ready for presentations and school and everything. And then one night she wishes that the app were real and you know, a shooting star flies by and she comes out of the phone ready to live a real life. Um, and so the only person who knows about her is my daughter, Sadie. Uh, everyone else just thinks that she is an exchange student from Houston um, <laughs> who who we decided to let come live in our house. Uh, but yeah, that, that's how the magic is explained because she's actually like an app uh, out of a phone that came to life. And then That's... Sadie is played by Gabrielle Nevea Green, who is a friend of the show. Also, all that. Yes, members. all so, that. Shout out to uh, Gabrielle for sure. She's so good. She's yeah, so she's, good. She's like she's just too. such. <laughs> she's such a pro already. Like you, you, you just like know that she's got a great head on her shoulders, and she's just on her way. And Lele is just a superstar. And it's so funny to think like we watched episode one and we watched episode nine a couple of weeks ago. And just watching the progression between the two 
um, as a person who was not an actress, traditionally speaking. And, and she's become such a, she's hysterical and she's a natural and it's just magical. And my little son, Peyton Perrine, God, I love that little kid so much. You know, this is his first big TV gig and he's just killing it. And then Caleb Brown, who, who is our little next door neighbor, Jeremy. I mean, it's just a beautiful little family. And a shout out, of course, to my wife, Tiffany Daniels, who I've known for 15 years. And then I will tell you this, if you have to pretend to be in love with someone, especially during a pandemic, I hope you're blessed to let it be one of your favorite humans on the, on the planet because it's just easy. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing, so, Brian? Because <laughs> I, I, I was thinking there's so many people that you can hate that you had to be stuck with to be in love with. Or yeah. <laughs> yes, and yes, and I will not name names, but it has happened. Right. So this is, <laughs> this is best case scenario. Shout out to Tiffany, then, yeah, <laughs> for making it easy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, so, so Lele is an avatar on the nap mm-hmm. and you know like Tommy said she pretty much comes to life which will be explained uh I, I just want to know oh before before we get there I want to say the show does come out Thursday September, September 23rd, 23rd. Mm-hmm. 7 30 p.m now uh usually shows come out at eight how do you think the 7 30 spot will differentiate from the usual I, I- well, I think Nickelodeon is smart doing that because I think Nickelodeon, because our lead-in show is uh, um, uh, Young Dylan. Tyler Perry presents Young mm. Dylan. So he comes on at 7, we come on at 7.30. I think it's actually kind of genius because Thursday is a very competitive night of television. All that television starts at 8. So like even I, as a person who's like an avid fan of Grey's Anatomy, I've seen every episode of Grey's Anatomy, I was like, oh, crap, my show comes on Thursday before grace comes on before Great. yeah <laughs> i can watch my show so it, it also feels like because the show is also our show really is in a really wonderful way straddling the line between like the traditional sort of teenage sitcom on nickelodeon and like an adult sort of comedy you know um our writer david a arnold our creator really sort of pushes the the comedy as far as he can while still respecting the space it's in so i think it's going to be a great transitional spot i think 7 30 is actually a really a really smart time for it to air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then when you have a talent like Lele, it's important that you, that comedy is definitely input in there because I mean, from I remember just seeing her on on Wildin' Out when she told, "Oh yeah, yeah work for Nick," and I was like, "I work for me, and y'all work for Nick." I was like, "This girl is a star," and ironic now because she works with Nick. And from what mm-hmm. I understand, they work with her on our music and also her yep. products and, and other programming. So, um, you know, it's just great that she gets this spotlight and then you guys get to support her. And uh, I'm just excited to see it. So make sure you guys go yeah. check that out on uh, September out. 23rd, 730. I, yeah, I tell people that they're basically like it's like we're like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Lele. And I think it's lovely. She's so deserving of it and ready for the moment, which is which is really, really awesome. You know, I'm thinking I I can't get it because when you was explaining it, it reminds me of a show, but I can't think of what show it is. But it just reminds where they took in the guy. Uh, they took in the kid. Oh, is it Alex Strange? Mm-hmm. Is that Alan Strange? Is it? Oh, uh, I would say is uh, Alan Strange a little a little bit like Alan Strange a little bit because he's an alien comes from out of nowhere and he gets adopted into a family and he has all these powers. So yeah, I could give you that. I could give you that. Shout out to Nickelodeon for the classic. Yeah. I was just thinking Alex Mack too. Like she had powers, right? She had powers. I I was thinking of that too. When you said Sabrina and all the others, I was like, Ooh, Alex Mack, she had powers as well. So, um, and I love that they're reviving it in, you know, with this urban feel because Lele, I mean, she's it. She's she's definitely the one to follow right now, especially for the little ones. And um, like yeah. I said, perfect time. So we can watch what we want. The kids can watch what they want. We hop into what we want at eight. I think yeah. Nickelodeon was smart about that. And then um, can you talk about having Will Packer on the producing side as well? What a crazy honor, right? Like he's right. such a great dude. We, we have not gotten to meet him yet because of COVID. Um, but, you know, we've talked to him through Zooms and, uh, you know, he's watching our run throughs and, and very, 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 he's loving the show. And it's just really exciting to be in his camp because I'm such a huge fan of what he does. Uh, and so it's like, the again, like all these extra cherries on top of 
this already wonderful cake. Um, Cause I just thought initially, I was like, I love my boss. David A. Arnold is amazing. And Oh, you know, we got John Beck here and Ron Hart who do other Nickelodeon shows and, and Fuller House and stuff. And they're great. And I'm like, also I work for Will Packer. That's crazy. Like Will Packer knows who I am. And that blows my mind. And I can't wait to, we were both in Miami last week and I was there for a family wedding. Uh, and I saw him um, on one of his, uh, this lady Shayla who works for him and works with us. I saw her Instagram story. And I text her and I was like, man, I'm here in this bubble for a wedding. I want to hang out with you guys so I can meet boss man. So it's coming. Now, I just want to know from everything that you've been doing up to this point, what can we expect from Bryce? Listen, Bryce is, I'll tell you, Bryce is, is, is he's David A. Arnold, the creator of the show. Like he's definitely got David running through his blood. Uh, and I, and I love David and it's such an honor to, uh, be the person he, he chose to be in this space. He's also my dad. Um, my dad is, uh, so lovable and also has like this very dry sense of humor that like, we just get and love so much. Um, and since I'm not a dad yet in real life, you know, I'm pulling on the fathers that I know. Uh, and so Bryce is just. I mean, he is not afraid to be silly, to laugh at himself. He loves the crap out of his kids. He loves the crap out of his wife. Um, you know, he's a jingle writer. Uh, he and his wife write commercial jingles, which I feel like is just like in the multiverse of Nickelodeon, somewhere shout, you know, graduated from music school and moved on from the Fresh Beat Band and is now married with kids writing jingles somewhere, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, he's just, he's just, I really, really love him playing him makes me feel good. Um, you know, like I go to work and I'm just like, oh, I get to be in this, I get to be in Bryce's skin and it makes me happy. You know, like he wasn't, he wasn't the jock in school. He was the theater geek. You know, he was, uh, you know, it's just like, I was like, yeah, right here. Uh, I got you. So. No. So, so I, if, I wait, small... real quick, I gotta, I gotta say this real quick. If your dad was Bryce, does that make me Lele? Because y'all kind of took me in a little bit. <laughs> y'all you was know what? dropping yes. me off at school and, and taking me to AGC, so I'm, I feel yes. like Lele right now. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and like Lele, you were loved by the family. Uh, Unlike Lele, you're not an avatar from an app, so that's that's good. <laughs> not yet. You never know. Not um, yet. Not yet. <laughs> Prime. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, as far as Nickelodeon dads go. Uh, where do you think Bryce can rank? Like, where do you think the height is for Bryce? Mm, you just automatically want to be the best, or you think you want to climb up to it? How, where do you think that is? Listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. Bryce is coming in pretty hot. He's coming in okay. smoking. He's firing on all cylinders. Um, okay. I do think what's interesting is I did my research because I was going and looking at all the dads on Nickelodeon, and I was like, oh man, there's like a like right now. Um, I, I can't think of his real name right now, but uh, Cole from Martin. Uh, 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 Payne. Carl Thomas Payne. Payne? Carl Anthony Payne. Carl Sorry. Anthony Payne. Yeah. So he is the dad on Young mm -hmm. Dylan. Mm -hmm. And I was like, are we the two black dads on Nickelodeon? That's kind of awesome. Like, if you had told little kid me that I'd be a dad on the network with, with Carl, Anthony, Carl Anthony Payne, I would have been like, what? And I looked him up and I was like, oh, he's like older than me. And his TV kids are younger than me are younger than my kids. Um, okay. But I think, I think Bryce is going to come in pretty, pretty smoking. I think that I I'm making a prediction because I want to put it out into the universe, but I really do think that I think people will be surprised how much they love Bryce and Trish. And that's my wife. And I think that like, I think with date with Nickelodeon allowed David to create some really sort of fun, fully engaged, fully formed parents who have lives, who have humor, who have, you know, who, who are on the ride with the kids, completely aware of what's going on, except for the big secret about Lele. But, you know, we're not just parents who show up and are like there for the butt of the joke. We are, in fact, driving the comedy with the kids. And it's been really, been really, really fun. So okay. to, that to okay. say, I think y'all got to watch out for Bryce. Bryce going to come in real fast and, okay. uh, and become a favorite. Okay, we're going to be ready. I mean, you got some big shoes to fill. I mean, 
I Brian, do. What's your favorite? I, I just real quick, we gonna we gonna poll you. I know it's about put time. Me on the spot. Okay, yeah, uh, we gonna put you on the spot. What's your favorite Nickelodeon? Roger, man? Roger is a good one. Roger Rockmore is a good. I knew good you was one. gonna say Rockmore. I, that's the first one I could think <laughs> of, but I, you know, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew that was coming. So, um, man, so I, I must ask because you went from this. Obviously, we talked about it. You went from this quote-unquote kid series with Fresh Beat, and now you're in a more mature role. We don't know yet. Actually, we don't even know how mature yeah. it is. It might be crazy as hell. But, um, <laughs> and we'll find out. Um, but in your personal life, you know, I know that you're a huge advocate for the LGBT community. Um, mm-hmm. And so what does it say about Nickelodeon and your own talent that they were allow you to play or cast you in this role? Did you earn this role to be in a, a traditional family? Yeah, uh, you know, we, we talked about it, um, David and I, a couple of weeks ago, and I was just telling him that it's not lost on me um, that, you know, like none of that comes up in the audition process. So it's not like, you know, they were like checkbox here, if, you know, if you are if you are on the acronym and I was, you know, but I I made a vow to myself actually during the Fresh Beat Band, the season one of the Fresh Beat Band, I was young, I was 24, 25, and I was just so excited to have a show and so scared because I was only recently really out to people and I just didn't know if that would impact the show. Um, and then season two of the Fresh Beat Band, I came back and I was like, okay, I'm spending way too much time with you all to not be honest about who I am. And so from that point on, I made the vow that like the talent will speak for itself. And in the same way that everyone else gets to live in their truth, I get to live in mine. And I'm not going to fake pronouns or not talk about my partner. We're just going to live and the talent will speak for itself. And um, David, we got into a deep conversation about it one day and David was just like, it's never been a thought. I didn't know. And then I found out and it never has been a thought. You have at every turn, he said, I had high expectations for who this character was going to be because of how close it runs to me. He said, and I thought no one would get to that space. And then you have actually surpassed what I hoped this role would be. And I told him, I was like, I, let me, I said, there's a little kid in me who believed that this kind of space would never be exist for me mm-hmm. because of the thing we're now saying is just not important. You know, it's it's as a part of me, as my blackness, as my talent, as my everything else. Uh, and it's the talent that matters here and not anything else. And I think it's really it's really, really great. And I'm and I'm really honored because, you know, I have and I have been very lucky. Most of my career has been me playing straight characters. It's actually weird when I when I play gay characters, I'm like, oh, man. OK, uh, how do I because I also understand that like the way that I exist in regular life for a lot of people that aren't around LGBTQ people who have very sort of stereotypical ideas of what a gay man looks or sounds or acts like, not realizing that like gayness is not monolithic. We are a spectrum in the same way that my blackness is a spectrum in the same way that, you know, um, but that like me sometimes as myself in TV and film was not enough to be gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so finding the balance when it is time to be gay and sort of saying like, this also is a, is a part of that experience. In the same way that when I was younger and no one would hire me for certain kinds of black roles because I wasn't physically dark enough or, you know, like he's got this, he talks white. Yeah, and I'm like, enough, no, yeah. these things, I'm like, that's why I'm acting. I didn't get into <laughs> acting to be myself. I got into acting to be other things. And like, this is, I do think like there's some alternate universe where like Tommy Hobson is hanging out with his wife and his kids. You know, it's just not this one. And it's such a natural space uh, to be in. And I'm just overjoyed that not only do they let me do it, they don't care. It was never like even, you know, a thought in their minds that I could not do it, uh, which I think is where we're heading. And I'm so happy that like we're getting there because I don't think 10 years ago, you know, it would have been such a casual sort of, you know, thing, you know, but I will say to their credit, what in 2008 when I booked 2009 when we started filming season one of the Fresh Beat Band, the PR person uh, pulled us in for like our little 101s and said, "Is there anything we should know?" And I told them, "I said, well, I'm gay. I have a partner. We've been together at that point for however many years now. It's like 15, almost 16 years. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to hide it. I just want to live my life. And 
to her credit, she said the network does not care and actually would only want to ask you how open you want to be about it. Because if you want to be completely open uh, with it and you know do interviews about it, we'll facilitate those for you. If you want to keep it to yourself, that's your business. But whatever it is you want to do, you know we're here to facilitate that. And they've been that to me for over 10 years now. So that's great. Yeah, that's great, man. And, and that's why I just wanted to make sure I got that question in, because I think it's important to highlight that, you know, what well, you are an example, you get to be part of that history, especially with the network. And so kudos to the network for being so open and, and really even promoting, uh, you know, equality in that way. And then kudos to you just for being yourself, man. I always appreciated that and the strength that you have just to be just to be Thomas, you know, so um, much it's, love I appreciate that, man, because you were there for some of the hard times of it, you know, as everyone tries to figure out who they are. And I will say, I look at the world now and I'm just, I'm, I'm, there's so much bad going on, but also like there's all this goodness and like, I'm just really excited. I, I meet so many, I will tell you one thing. I, when I was doing the Fresh Beat Band, I was like, you know, these characters don't have ages. They don't have, you know, they're, they don't have sexuality. They, they're not dating. They're not, they're like, you know, so it does, all of that doesn't really matter, but at some point, maybe one of these kids who love this show will grow up and find themselves in the space that I was in when I was a teenager or in my early twenties. And I was trying to find anyone or anything that I could relate to that looked like me, that would let me know that I would be okay. Um, and that all the dreams I dreamt for myself, I could still have, um, that maybe one of those kids will find me. And the last like year or so it's starting to happen where like the older kids are getting to an age where, you know, they're finding me on social media and they're like, I just want to tell you, like, don't want anything from you. I just want to tell you that you were my favorite on the show and I never really understood why. And then I thought about you the other day, I did a deep dive on you and I was like, Oh, that was it. Like I felt something in him that connected to me. And now I can look at this person I admire and, you know, know that I'll be okay and know that like there's someone out there doing big things, you know, who's like me. And I think that's really great. And then the way you're learning these lessons in the entertainment industry now, do we get these same type of life lessons on that girl, Lele? Because I'm just thinking about you, you've compared it to Fresh Prince. And I know there's some heavy stuff on there, but uh, yeah, well, you what, know, listen, what are the parents and kids get. get from it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As heavy as we can get on Nickelodeon because, you know, Fresh Prince was a prime time uh, NBC show. So they could definitely dig a little, you know, go a little deeper into those spaces. But, you know, I think what's great about this show is that like, um, and I mean this in the best way possible, um, you know, for anyone who is not black, but it is like unapologetically black, mm, love you know, that, yeah. like we, <laughs> we, 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 we celebrate every sort of facet of blackness and all of its complexity, all of its wonder. We, we talk about black hair. We talk about black family. We talk about black nice. church. Um, and it is not as, not as dark as like, you know, that episode where, you know, why don't, why don't he love me, man? Well, you know, well, we don't, well. we don't, yeah, we don't get, we don't get that dark cause it's still Nickelodeon. Uh, but you know, we get as close to that as we can to keep it real and then finding the humor in that, you know? And so like, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm excited to do more of it in, in, in hopefully, you know, season two of the show, people watch and we get to do more and we get to keep peeling back the, the layers of David, Ron and John are so good at finessing those moments so that you can get all of the, we still in the Fresh Beat Band too. We used to like, we used to call them um, little moments, you know, like you don't want to be sad on Nick Jr. because the kids, you don't want to bring the kids down, but these real things happen. And so you have mm -hmm. to give them a moment and then you have to get out of it, you know? And so we're still in that sort of space where these things happen. We find the comedy in them, but when it's over, the lesson has been learned. And I think that people actually learn better when they're laughing. That's my personal opinion. Um, Cause you got to really listen to get the joke, you know? Um, and I, and I learn best when, when people are making me laugh. So. That's awesome. And I'm sure there's going to be tons of laughs on Lele, but go ahead, Prem. I was going to say from meeting everybody to the table reads to the first episode to if y'all still shooting on y'all last shot. Uh, when did the chemistry click? Um, I'm going to tell you almost instantly, uh, you know, we did the screen test like this on zoom because COVID. So, you know, I'm in a box with my wife, you know, with, with, you know, one of the three wives I went in with and then the two kids had already been hired, uh, uh, Gabrielle and Peyton, who plays my son, they had already been hired. 
So they brought them in to read with each combination of parents and that we were the last combination of people to go in. And there was just instantly something magical. And it's probably because I knew Tiffany and I didn't know she was going to be in one of the squares. So when she popped in, we both lost it and just started talking to each other and forgot anyone else was there for a while. Um, but I think because she and I were so close, everything else just came sort of naturally, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, so it took, I mean, by the time we filmed the pilot, like I was, I was calling them my children and I was joking with someone earlier today that like, it drives my friends and family crazy. They think it's cute, but they laugh at me because I'm like, well, my son the other day, said, my, <laughs> my, yeah, my, he said, you know, oh my gosh, my, 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 my son's mom is on this commercial that's running all the time. It's so great. You know, my daughter's mom said the other day and they're like, what? I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just, they're like, you know, I, it's, they're my it's kids. The family. I love them. It's family. I, yeah. I, it's family. I worry about them. I hope they're okay. And, you know, I have my two kids on the show and Lele's not my kid you know, but she lives in the house and she's part of the family. And so I call her my TV daughter and, you know, Caleb who plays Jeremy and lives next door, you know, he's our little, our little, our little white neighbor. And we just, I love him so much. He's so funny he's on the, the show. He's, he's in so the funny too, off the yeah. show. Yeah. So it, so it took, it, it didn't take any time at all. And everyone was really, the executive producers were all, I remember after our first day of filming the pilot, the, the, one of the EPs said, it should have taken like six months for you guys to get to where you are right now. And I was like, yeah, no, it's just instant. You did, you did a great job of uh, lining up. And we look like family, which I also right. love. Cause sometimes on TV, you watch a show and you're like, who, what that is? What? Sort of like you in the Michael Jordan story. American sort of like me, full circle. <laughs> sort of uh, like that. And so I could say I'm sold. Um, especially, you know, asking that question about the life lessons. I knew, you know, Nickelodeon always sprinkles a little bit in there, but to hear you talk about it being unapologetic, uh, unapologetically Black, uh, knowing, you know, the talent that Lele possesses. The only other cast member that I've met is Gabrielle Nevaeh, and I love her to death. So I'm just so excited to, to watch this. Remember on September 23rd, Thursday at 7.30, you guys make sure you tune in. I know I'm going to be tuning in with the kids, and I just can't wait to give me some of this Lele. She ain't lay low. It's Lele. Okay? Lele. She, yes. uh, she All that Houston. All that Houston. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tommy, for coming through. We appreciate you here on the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. Yep, yep, yep. It was a long time coming, but this is the perfect timing, so we can't wait to, to release this and get everybody ready for that girl, Lele. I thank you all for having me. I'm glad. I'm glad it all worked out. I was like, yeah, we're gonna make this happen. Absolutely, and you and stuck it, to your. It's great yeah. now, yeah, because we're done filming. So I'm like, great. I have I have time. Let's talk. <laughs> yes, this is awesome. Awesome. And then, like we always say, Prime. What do we say? Give it to him. Prime time Sometimes, all the time, all the time baby. We out of here. Peace. Prime nostalgia. Thanks for tuning in to the Prime Nostalgia, the podcast dedicated to entertainment from childhood. That's 80s, 90s, the latest 2000s. Because Prime, you know it all. And Lee Boy be wow. And he's from all that. Dropping gems for you to find. So that's orange, that light is lying. Prime time is all the time. We talking about the classics and there's so many. That's Lee Boy TV and P-R-I-M-E. Yeah.